You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Ladies and gentlemen, Hot Take Hot Box, your and mine, Philadelphia Phillies, are only six wins away from reclaiming that world championship there first since 2008. It has been one hell of a ride. They are absolutely thumping the Diamondbacks right now in this series. It is 2-0 so far. Today is uh, what? We got uh, the 18th of October. It is a Wednesday. I am joined by Ty Capone. Ty, how are you feeling? I know you uh, do not have a dog in the race, but it, I'm sure it, it is quite... I mean, even all the national people are basically sucking the fills off. This is a uh, kind of a once-in-a-lifetime situation for Philadelphia to be getting getting this kind of uh, suck fest. So uh, how, how are you uh, viewing this whole thing? Yeah, I'm obviously rooting for the Phillies here. Uh, how um how dumb do you think it was for Merrill Kelly to be like, yeah, I don't think it's gonna be that loud in Citizens Bank Park. I'm not anticipating it to be that loud. It won't be that loud. It's like, bro, I, do you know do you know what you're in for? Like, come on. It's like, it, it, and I love he's like it got taken out of context. It's like, dude, listen, <clears throat> if you at all, you should have just said, I'm sure it's gonna be loud. I'm looking forward to uh, playing tonight. Yeah. You know, like just. He went in on the whole thing about how, well, you know, I played in the World Baseball Classic. I mean, it's, you know, come on. Yeah. There's no <laughs> way it's going to be as loud as it was in that Venezuela game. I mean, you were just opening, you're opening yourself up to get harassed the entire – I mean, you saw – did you see the videos of him in the bullpen before the game just getting absolutely heckled? You know, I don't think at, so, no. Oh, every, every pitch he threw, like, that's outside. Like, the whole, the whole <laughs> place is just going nuts at him. And that's just, you know, that's kind of what happens. I got the goes for the first time. Got to go to my first Phillies playoff game on Monday for oh, game yeah. one. And I few things I didn't realize was that I did not actually realize that nobody sits down the entire game. Uh, I did not know yeah. that. Like, I thought that, like, on TV you see the people behind the plate, they're sitting. So I was like, oh, okay. Like, I thought, oh, all right, we'll stand for the first inning or whatever. But no, man, like, <laughs> when the inning's uh, done, you sit down for those two, three minutes that you get, and then you sit, you stand right back up when the game starts because you ain't going to see shit. And, Not good on the old uh, knees, huh? Oh, I'll tell you what, man. The Achilles was feeling rough when I uh, when I woke up yesterday. It was it was a bad situation, but hey, man, I will take it any time. So, Phil's obviously game one. Zach Gallen versus Zach, Zach Wheeler. I'm taking our Zach over there, Zach, any day of the week. Uh, our Zach throws 98. Their Zach doesn't. So uh, Wheeler might be one of the better pitchers in the league. I think he solidified himself as... Uh, at least for now, top five, top ten. I I don't um, think there's any reason for him not to be right. I mean, yeah, yeah. I I, I said before the playoff start, I was like, yeah, he should be in the uh, the Cy Young race. I don't see why why not. And uh, I think his case only looks stronger um, as the playoffs go on. So, and Aaron Nola just absolutely pitching a beautiful gem last night. I mean, mixing up the fastball and the curveball. That's that's when he's when he's on like that. I mean, it's gonna be really hard to hit him. Uh, the problem is, you know mastering both pitches because I think I, he also has some sync to that fastball, which really helps. But 
I just think the Diamondbacks are outmatched, and yeah. that it, it really makes you wonder how pathetic the Los Angeles Dodgers are for getting absolutely steamrolled by this team who won 84 games in the regular season. I think they're just like a year or two ahead of what their plan was with some of their young guys and whatnot. Um, yeah, I'm just, you know, I think they're cooked. I think they're done. Go, I mean, listen, go back to Arizona will help, right? Going across country. Um, they're obviously going to have, right. They're obviously going to have to win both at home, which it, it could happen. I think they've, um, <clears throat> I think they were a pretty good team at home, but I just think they're cooked. I don't think they have the start pitching to match up <clears throat> with the Phillies and they already set their top two and they lost. They got smoked. So it's like, well, what do, where do you go to now? I, I guess, uh, I don't even know who they would go to. Brandon Fott, like, that guy had a really high ERA in the regular season. He's pretty young, pretty promising. But um, you know, if you're going to put him in a in a do or die game against these Phillies bats, I I think he's going to get fucking lit. Uh, I I don't know if they've announced the game three starters yet. Yeah, it's apparently going to be him. That's what that's what okay. I've heard. Him versus Ranger Suarez is the rumored. Uh, I don't know if it's like <laughs> confirmed. They'll probably be yeah. like, well, well, we'll let you know, you know. But that's that's who it's, it's going to be. It's probably yeah, it's going to be. It's probably going to be fought. I mean, they have nobody else, so. Um, also crazy spelling his name, but yeah, we'll insane. see. I mean, you know, they're just, I just don't think they have the firepower, uh, right now to really match up with the Phillies. The Phillies, when October comes, man, they just, they wake up, you know, like Kyle Schwarber's average in the playoffs isn't, hasn't been great, but he's got three homers and just um, in the NLCS, by the way, he didn't do shit yeah. for the entire, <laughs> you know, two other rounds. If you don't, you know, right. don't want to count um, the Marlins series, but it did happen. It did count. Tra- ladies and gentlemen. Tra- Trey Turner, who has notoriously been a ghost in October, is here. <clears throat> he's, I think, hitting, I think he's fifteen, yeah, fifteen of thirty <laughs> in eight games. Uh, JT Realmuto playing well. Nick Castellanos is just, yeah, every every single ball he hits, I think, is going out. Um, Alec Baum got back off the Schneid last night a little bit, <clears throat> and obviously, you know, Bryce Harper four homers. He's mashing. I mean, he just shows up when it matters. Um, yeah, I mean. <laughs> I don't. I don't see. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't see any way the Diamondbacks even make this series competitive. <clears throat> to be honest. Yeah, we're talking. I mean, I don't like to be that guy where we start, you know, already looking ahead. But it, it really, I, I'm sitting in the stands on uh, Monday night, and the second that Bryce Hart, or like, so Schwarber steps up and hits an absolute cock shot off the the facing of the double deck on the first pitch of the he. Hey, Zach Allen yeah. tried to sneak that ninety-three mile an hour fastball by him, and he said, "Uh-uh, like we're we're going, nope. we're going to take that shit to Pound Town," and that shit was gone. And then Harper comes up and hits one right after that into the bullpen on his birthday, and it's like, "All right, well, I, I looked at my boy, I said, dude, we are going to sweep these clowns.' I, I didn't, I didn't know that these guys didn't have anything for us, and mm-hmm. that it's just it's played out even more as the games have gone on. Now, game one got a little bit like dicey towards the end which it gave me flashbacks of game two against the Braves where it was like we had the lead and then we kind of let these guys come back and hang out for a little bit the Phillies have a tendency to let teams back in the game sometimes when their offense kind of cools off if they score runs early then they kind of in the second half of the game don't really score which is a concern but then they come back on you know Tuesday night and they just they ripped the cover off the baseball. Ten runs, nothing for the Diamondbacks. We don't even have to use any of our big-time relievers. Nola only has to throw six. He was, they were going to bring him out for the seventh, but we 
we took we we batted around again in the se- in the sixth inning. So they were like, we're not going to bring him back out after such a long you know long time resting. It's just like you said, it, it really I don't know what we expected. I always want to you know try to be respectful of my opponent because anybody can get get got on a given day or in a given series. Like you you know like you said like the the, the Dodgers on paper way better team, but they just kind of got like you know snuck up on by these guys. Uh, the Phillies are not, it looks like, going to let these guys sneak up on them necessarily. And I don't know, maybe maybe going back to Chase Field is exactly what they need, you know. Uh, you could get into the stadium for $6 right now. Uh, I don't know if, if what that tells uh, their fan base. Or, I mean, you can't get into the uh, Citizens Bank Park for anything under $200 these days. So I don't know what's going on out there. Or if, I guess they're, they're, it's not exactly high demand and there's not exactly a lot of die-hard Diamondbacks fans out there, I can imagine. But it, it's uh, – and I also love the manager was trying to say, like, you know, we, we – you know, I'm really proud of our fans the way they uh, have shown out. I get they have to Tori, say this shit, but it's Tori like – Tori Lovello is such a, a loser. Clown, I've, dude. I've hated him for so long. He's such so, – I always wanted to start shit with Dodgers players. I'm like, bro, you're the fucking manager. Like, sit the fuck down. Like, you're a nobody. You're not – you're not – you're nobody. He did it during the uh, – the Phillies played the Diamondbacks at one point during the season, and he started coming out and chirping. Not yeah. even like I forget who he was, just like yelling at somebody. I'm just like, dude, like it came out to argue some call that he had no business arguing. He's yelling at the umpire and stuff. I'm like, bro, come, like I don't know. He wow. just gives me real fucking hardo. You know, he has no idea. No, don't know your place vibes. Which yeah, and his name's Tory. So yeah, yeah. I mean, he just and he just looks like a douchebag. So it's it's easy to not like him, but. I I mean it's really where where what can you say about the the Phillies and, and how can you not be convinced that they are going to like win to the win the World Series? I mean the Astros are down two zero right now, so there's a big yeah. game that's going to go down tonight with Scherzer on the mound, and I don't know I I don't know what to expect there. I mean if the if the Rangers win the night, it's over for for the yeah. AL and. That it, whether it happens tonight, tomorrow, or I mean tomorrow or the next night, I can't imagine if if the Rangers win tonight that that series is going to go back to Houston. And either way, though, I've been t- telling everyone since these playoffs have started, and since anyone that'll listen to me, I do really want to play the Astros, not only to get that win back and to kind of just right that wrong, but I don't think the Astros are as good as they were last year. I mean, I know they aren't as good as they were last yeah. year. They're, they're also pitching. Yeah, exactly. Well, 100%. And I don't think that – I mean, Verlander, they, they obviously let him go and then traded back for him, and he's not the same, though. He's still, what, 40 years old. You have Framber Valdez, who got hit around the other night against the uh, Rangers. And then, you know, Christian Javier is kind of was banged up, I'm pretty sure, towards the end of September. So it's like – Yeah, lost his velocity. Yeah, they're not the same team. And, I mean, the Rangers do I, – I do fear the Rangers a little bit just from, from the sense that they are – a hot baseball team that is, you know, you know, riding nasty, this man. momentum. They have a ton of great players and great talent, but so do the Phillies. So it's kind of that will be a matchup of the Titans, it seems. And it just goes to show you though that the, all you got to do is get into the dance here in the in the baseball playoffs. Uh, it's a whole different animal now the way they've had this set up. Yeah, I see a lot of Philly fans, you know, rightfully want to play the uh, Astros, but I think more of that is is to get it back in blood from last year. Yeah. Right. To, I mean, that'd be kind of cool to see um, a, a rematch in the World Series, and um, it would be way cooler if the Phillies won. 
I, it's it's sad because like I'm not, I probably wouldn't root for the Rangers over the Phillies, but I do like a lot of the pieces the Rangers have. Love Corey Seager. Yep. We should have never let him go, but um, you know they gave him an insane amount of money. Uh, Evan Carter is electric. Love yep. watching him play. I think he's only 21. Uh, I like some of their pitching, but I think the bullpen can definitely uh, can definitely be their weakness. I think their pitching in general is is sketchy. I mean Andrew Heaney. I think they throw him out as their as their three, and he's you know. He's a uh, strikeout 10 or give up five home runs. That, that's the kind of guy he is. I, I do think that their bats are disgusting, though. I mean, they a little inconsistent with some of them, uh, like Nathaniel Lowe and, and Adelise Garcia, El Bombi. But uh, Jonah Heim has nasty power. Josh Young, Corey Seager, obviously, he always, always shows up in the playoffs. So, yeah, I think, I think Rangers-Phillies would honestly be like a 6-7 game, grind them out, sweat it out series because both teams kind of have – uh, big shifts of momentum, right? The Phillies were up big in Game One, and they they didn't almost blow it, but it, it got a little dicey. Got and the dicey, Rangers, for sure. The Rangers have been doing that all year, where they're up ten, and then next thing you know, they're only up two. So, I think that series would be amazing. I think the Astros series would probably be also uh, really good. But and also, I'd want to play the Astros because of Dusty Baker. That guy has no idea what he's doing. Um, you know, he's he's approaching uh, retirement home. And he he's turns. still got Mark. He does sure. I kind of like it because he's kind of funny. But like when he sets lineups, like he has, he, he is forever indebted to Martin Maldonado, who is like the worst hitter in the league, and he always bats in like seventh or eighth. So I think you have an advantage if you play the Astros. But also they have so much experience that you never know, right? Because last year I thought the Phillies, honestly, I was like, damn, they might they might win, and then Jordan Alvarez just you know completely changes a series by himself. So uh, if you, former Dodger, by the way. So is he really? Yeah, we signed him out of Cuba, and then we traded him right after we signed him for go. a uh, Josh Fields, who sucked. So awesome. Um, I think we signed him as an agreement to trade him to the Astros. I, I forget why. Something about international money. I don't know. It's all stupid. But um, yeah, I'm excited. I can't wait for you know whoever they play in the World Series. I'm not going to you know be that guy who says the series is over, but it's pretty much over. I'm sorry. I hate, I'm not you know trying to put a jinx out there in the world, even though those don't exist. But I just I can't see the Diamondbacks climbing out of this hole when they're already just they're just they're just they're okay they're, they're you know they're not average but they're a little bit above average and I think the Phillies right now um, on this streak that they're on are just you know unstoppable. For the Phillies to have pounded their top two starters like that kind of just took the soul from the Diamondbacks it seemed because they really like. It, we've talked about it here, and I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure we talked about it last episode, how the starters for the Diamondbacks drop off immensely after Merrill Kelly. And Merrill Kelly's not yeah. even exactly the great. I mean, he had a good year this year. He's, he's okay. He didn't even pitch that bad, honestly, the other day. Last no, he pitched like, I know good. he gave up some bombs, but... But everybody yeah, I, does against the Phillies. Right. It's, yeah, I, I honestly, after thought, like, I don't know who they go to in game four. <laughs> um it's I don't think it's Zach Davies. I don't even know who it would be. It's I don't know if they'd go back to Zach Gallon. Um. Yeah, they don't have anybody else who starts in the playoffs so far. So I guess maybe like a Ryan Thompson, Kevin Ginkle, like mix. But either way, I I just think they're they're, they're done. Cooked. They're cooked. Their lineup isn't deep enough. Our lineup is stupid deep. And it, uh, the, their bullpen, I haven't really seen any arms come out of there. Where I mean, not that they've even really been in the opportunity to kind of keep a game, you know, knotted up. I mean. Game one, somewhat, but I mean, they bring in, they brought in guys last night who could not 
They, they, I mean, they bring in Ryan Nelson last night, who the, uh, they apparently wanted to bring in to kind of close the game out, and he couldn't even get through. He couldn't finish the seventh inning. They were just yeah. hitting him around, and it's just they're bringing up guys, you know, some Italian gentleman named Slade, who yeah, I've never heard of before. Slade Zaccone. Yeah, he's out there just di- diamond it up. Yeah, your cousin was. I mean, he looked pretty good last night, but uh, it's just. I mean, don't they have Andrew Chafin or something? Like, I, like I haven't seen any uh, of these guys. I don't yet. think he's there. I don't anymore. even know. Like, that's what I'm saying. I don't yeah. even know who else they have out of the pen. That... Kevin Ginkle is pretty good, if I remember correctly. Who's closing games for them? I think it's probably Paul Seawald. They got him from the uh, right. Mariners. That's for... right. No, did they get him from the Mariners? Yeah, I think they got him from the Mariners. Um, or he was a free agent. I forget. The... He's pretty solid. Um, other than that, yeah, like they, you saw John Mantiply come in last night. He got smoked. Uh, Miguel Castro, he's okay. Um, that guy, they have a guy named Sal Frank. His last name is Sal Frank, so that's very Irish, as nice. you can tell. Um, yeah, I, I just, you know, I, I, I thought we were going to run rough shot through them, and we did not. And back-to-back years, it could have been a Phillies, Dodgers, and LCS, which would have been a great series. Also, we need we need to get that back. From uh, 2008 and 2009, I think. Or was it 07, 08? We lost back-to-back years. 08, 09. Uh, 08, 09, yeah. Ran. We, yep, we got to get that back. Uh, it's been about, you know, a while. So, um, but what are you going to do? We're a bunch of fucking loser playoff chokes. So, you know, Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts, the lights get brighter. They shrink for whatever reason. And, and Bryce Harper does not. That's why I wanted the Dodgers to pursue Bryce Harper. And they offered him, I think, a three- or four-year deal when they did go after him. And the Phillies were... Give him what, 10, 12? 13, I believe. Was 13. The, so, yeah. hey, nine, the nine year difference, I'd say, is uh, you know pretty remarkable. So, And the Yankees didn't want him. They simply just did not want to sign him. So that's, Hey, we don't need him. We're good. They we said, got Melky Cabrera and Aaron Hicks. Yep. They said we have six outfielders and we don't see him playing first base. And here he is playing first base in the NLCS and playing it pretty well, might I add. Yeah. Uh, so. Listen, this is this has truly been like a uh, like a dream run these last couple of years that this kind of just came together overnight when they signed Schwarber, when they signed Castellano. I mean, Castellano signed like the end of February, like beginning of March. Like it was like he still remember he still hadn't signed, and it was kind of like yep. here we were talking about like he might be going to Miami, but like the Phillies are kind of like circling in there at the very end, and they they got. I mean, because he's from I think he's from South Florida, so it's. When when we were able to fucking sign him, man, it was like, and even last year he was bad. It was bad last year. It was like, yeah. felt like we and people were like, we got robbed. And I'm like, dude, listen, this is not this guy. Like, I've always kind of been like the Castellanos, or tried to at least been like the Castellanos supporter. Where, I mean, I seen this guy rip us to shreds in games where he just, you know, he goes unconscious. And now I've seen it for my own team, and I'm just like, this guy is a absolute menace, man. He really is. Same thing with Schwarber too. I I mean I watched Schwarber play for the fucking Red Sox and for the uh, Cubs, and he was a menace, man. And now he's doing yeah. it for us. It's just we have some big time ball players on our team. And I know you, not the biggest Trey Turner guy, but he has been huge. Big keeps making errors, which I don't like. I, I will <laughs> I will say that he's starts the game off the you know the other night with uh, with a nice error, but um. What are you gonna do? It's he's he's, yeah. he's stepping up and then he's hitting dong shots four hundred and twenty feet into the left field seat. So it's really, I am not gonna sit here and act like this is the end of the world or the biggest deal. Uh, Phils are up two zero. They got Suarez and Brandon Fat uh, going up here. Uh, um, game three. I 
It's just it's amazing to me though, Ty, that you can get a ticket, you can get a plane ticket to Arizona and a ticket to the game for cheaper than you would to be able to just go to the game twenty minutes from your house. It's it's pretty pretty, pretty remarkable, and that just goes to show you though how much that shit does not mean anything to them down there compared to what it does you know around here. People are losing their goddamn minds around here uh, every night for these games. Yeah, uh, Phoenix can blow me. As far as I'm concerned, yeah, you, know, you had a bad uh, experience there yeah. earlier in the year, so it's yeah. it is Terrible. a different different experience, and uh, yeah, I mean, we talked about the I was going to talk about the ALCS, but we already did. Uh, I wonder what Scherzer is going to look like tonight. I think that's a big uh, big factor. Yeah. I think he gets if hit around. Him, honestly, uh, I mean, if they have him locked in, dialed in, they're uh, they're going to be really tough to beat with him and um, Jordan Montgomery, uh, Nate Jordan Romaldi. Montgomery, and nasty Nate, another former Dodger. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think they're gonna be they're gonna be tough to beat, but the Phillies are also gonna be tough to beat. You know what I mean? So uh, it's gonna be the best of the best at this time. Heading, uh, hopefully, going head to head. So I mean, we'll see. Anything can happen, right? It's also amazing in twenty twenty three that they have a Raldis Chapman coming out of the bullpen for meaningful games. It's <laughs> yeah, it's crazy that he kind of like turned back the clock a little bit. He still gets a little scared. It's, it's kind of like Craig Kimbrell because I mean Kimbrell's honestly been pretty solid lately, but you know. There will be an at batter too, and he just starts, you know, throwing the ball, not even close to the zone. You're like, all right, let's try to come back here to to, to earth. But you know how closers and relievers are. There's such yeah. there's such head cases, and there's such weirdos. Kenley Jansen was one, um, but either way, he's he's been pitching well. Like that's you know he's doing what yep. you've asked him to do. So at least you have that. So I guess we have to move on. Uh, unfortunately, and this is a game we really didn't even discuss going into it because we thought so much that it was a W. Like it was, I, I I couldn't see a way. Excuse me, that the Eagles lost this game on Sunday, and they did. And I mean, I guess if you told me before the game that Jalen was going to go throw three picks, and he's going to, you know, we're going to fumble, and we were just going to be an absolute mess on the offensive end, then yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. I, I couldn't I can now see how the Eagles lose a game like that. But it really was um I don't want to say like it, I'm not gonna like panic over this. This is such like a outlier game in my opinion for the Eagles that we had guys injured that, you know, like guys like Jalen Carter, due to real difference makers on our on our defensive line were out. Lane Johnson gets hurt during the game. We can't really run the ball. Uh, Jalen's throwing picks that he just never threw. I mean, the couple of the other ones were like, you know, the one by Goddard where he, yeah, yeah, like that's fluky. The one where he got his arm hits fluky, but that last one was horrific. There's no one to blame but himself. He kind of is that that's big time on him. And and he's kind of the reason that they did lose towards the end. Uh, It's, you gotta just listen. It doesn't work out. Even if you take a sack there, they have to call timeout. We punt it back them and you got to let Zach Wilson beat them. I don't, no, what I guess he didn't see the guy on the right. He did on the left, and he didn't see the guy on the right. Which, Absolutely stared Ellis Goddard down. Yeah, can't, just can't have that. It's kind of like uh, this version of Jalen was the one where we kind of were worried about. If you go back and listen to some of the episodes I did during the twenty one season, where I was, you know, this was this was the Jalen that I was talking about, the one that I never thought could be a competent thrower of the football down the field and I, I don't believe yeah. that I, I was wrong at the time just saying but the the shades of the old Jalen came back in this game and that it's not really I, I really am not all that worried about it Ty so I, I guess I want to hear your opinion I could keep talking about this the whole time um 
Yeah, I guess I'm not too worried long term, but um, the only reason I have any worry at all is because we we have, we lost a game that we shouldn't have lost. Yeah. Now, ahead of a schedule that is a complete complete gauntlet. Now, I don't know if this this loss will uh, maybe send them into a panic and maybe things get a little bit more sloppy or worse, or they look at this and they look themselves in the mirror and say, "All right, man, we got to get our fucking shit together. We have the, the absolute." lightning fast Miami Dolphins coming in or we're, we're going down there to Miami um, where, you know, most no, they're are getting here. Jeff. They're coming here. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's going to be awesome. That, that place should be a rock. Kelly Green. Uh, is there going to be a Phillies game possibly on that Sunday? Do, do we know? I guess uh, probably the not, The Phillies right? would be off, I believe. If uh, okay. it says they'd be Thursday, Friday, Saturday, off Sunday, I believe. Heard that. All right. Perfect. Um, so that place is going to be rock. It's going to be a great game. I really have concerns with this defense going against this team. I mean, they have Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Jeff Wilson, Raheem Mostert. Thank God they don't have Devon A-Chain. I think Tua, I'm not scared of Tua, but no. I'm scared of all that speed that they have. And, I mean, dude, man. Dude, man. Uh, dude, bro, man. Our, dude, bro, man. Our secondary is depleted. Everybody's hurt. Sidney Brown still hasn't come back. Justin Evans is on IR. Um, Bradley Broby, we signed him and he played pretty well. He's hurt. Uh, Darius Slay's hurt. James Bradbury's, you know, out there fending off everybody by himself. Mario Goodrich, Josh Job, Elias Ricks—they're all getting torched. Um, our seat, like I said, Makai Garner might have to play some safety for us. Uh, with I think Terrell Edmonds is also hurt. Like we need to go out and get a safety and a corner. One million percent. I, I do like the addition of Julio Jones as a wide receiver three because we don't have one. Uh, Zacchaeus is just average, and I think he might have been banged up. Quez Watkins somehow, somehow is on IR. Yeah. I don't know when that happened. Uh, yeah. Um, and we, we just don't have any other difference makers at receiver. I know we have re- two really good ones, and right now I'll say one because I don't know what Devontae Smith has been doing this year, but he has been a, a ghost for a large part of the season. Um, I think the first two weeks, Minnesota, New England, he, he played pretty well, right? He, he made some catches that he goes up and gets. But other than that, I, I haven't noticed him. Um, I will say real quick, Ty, it has kind of changed ever since they had that little argument on the sideline, him and uh, Jalen and AJ, that is. And then right. ever since then, they, it's really kind of been force-feed the ball to AJ, which has worked, but it's right. kind of neglected the, kind, the what was so good about this offense, the ability to spread that ball around. I will say in the last two games, J- uh, Devontae Smith has three drops, and he's also, I think, yeah. three three for seven on contested catches. Usually he's, he's stronger than that. Um what else? Any other any other stats that I can look at? Yeah, yeah, just five yards after the catch in the last two weeks. Uh, just unacceptable. I mean, his pro football focus grades have been in the 50s and 40s the last two weeks for whatever that's worth. He's just not getting open. He's not getting open. A.J. Brown's open every play. Yeah. And uh, I think there's a lot to be said about A.J. Brown's uh, performance this year. I think he's gotten even better, which is crazy because I, I didn't think that was possible. You know, and I, like you said, I think after that, moment on the sideline maybe they are force feeding him but also he's open he's open all the time like just keep throwing him the ball i do have him in my one league in fantasy also but um it's good to see goddard getting involved more um i i'm still you know the run game is uh it's, it's struggling a little bit it's struggling more than i thought especially i i feel like we haven't seen Jalen really run the ball much well i mean this past um, game it was like they were running qb draws and he outrushed the entire team like he yeah he, he outpaid like I don't know why you have DeAndre. I mean, I get you don't want to really run the ball when it's not working, 
But it seemed like the game plan this past week was we're throwing the ball. They have they have Sauce and DJ Reed out. Let's let's just attack for, through the air. And then once that wasn't working, they just kind of stuck with it. And first, second, third down, we're all th- like throwing, and it's just it what it, it wasn't it wasn't it. Our right tackle was out, and we kept kind of just letting Jack Jerskill get emasculated on the he, right side. He I got think. absolutely dismantled. It, it was so sad. We haven't had a, an O-line, O-lineman play that badly since Javon Brown in 2020. Remember, he, he, he was just standing there against the Cowboys. And then he clapped and somebody Jack, up after the game. He was trying to get an autograph yeah, from somebody. Yeah, I think it was um, Michael Parsons, and then he got cut. Um, they had 29 pressures against us. Bryce Huff himself had eight, and he's, he doesn't even start, by the way. Quinton Williams had five. Jermaine Johnson, I believe he um, hit um, Hertz's arm on the one interception where he was getting yeah. pressure on the third interception. John Franklin Myers had four. Quentin Jefferson had four. I mean, these are these are not you know stud um, edge rushers or pass rushers. I mean, they're all, they're all it's a, it's a good defense in general. I'll say. I mean, Robert yeah. Sala's pretty good, but dude, twenty nine pressures, twenty four hurries. That's fucking bad. That cannot happen. So the the, the depth of our O line is. Trash. Sua Opeta and Jack Driscoll on the same side. I mean, they got fucking destroyed. Like, our line's so good, but when one of them gets hurt, it, it, it looks really bleak. I, I just have a problem with our overall depth as a team. Like, again, you know, Darius Slay, James Bradbury, one of the best cornerback tandems in the league. One of them gets hurt, and when you get fucking abused, it, we can't put anybody else in there. Avante Maddox is done for the year. We can't get anybody in the slot. I guess Roby should be fine. Now he's hurt. Whatever. Did you see that? Yeah, exactly. Now he's hurt. Uh, I, I saw he might be back for Dolphins game. Uh, whatever. Either way, the deadline's in what? Two weeks? Less than two weeks. The 31st. We need to get a corner and a safety. There's there's no – there's at, at the very least, we need a safety. I, don't, I think I could see them going with the corners they have as long as Slay's healthy. But uh, I, I've talked about it a lot. He's looked a step behind this year. And uh, I don't think that's really going to improve. I guess, you know, he, getting healthy would help. So we'll see. But we need a DB. We need a DB 100%. I think we need two DBs. And, yeah. uh, you know, I talked about Jeremy Chin a lot. And today I saw he's going to miss the next six the next six weeks. So uh, I guess that's not an option. So I guess you have to go to Denver and be like, yo, give us Justin Simmons and give us Patrick Sertan. And then, you know, let's see, what we, let's see if we can work that out. Uh, probably not going to happen. But... That's I the kind of thing we need, though. You're right. Like we absolutely do. The middle of the field's not going to be not going to be a strength. Uh, I think maybe they'll probably go four with Nicobe Dean, Morrow, and and Zach Cunningham. But I have some questions about that. Um, our D line, I think, is the only spot in our team where we have depth, and it, it, it's it's kind of crazy. Like O line has none. Receivers, I guess, receivers and tight end, fine. We're good there. Same with running backs, just fine there. But our running game isn't working. Brian Johnson is, is, you know, things are working and then he's going away from them. Yeah. Like we started the game so well against the jets. So well, uh, we were running that pony package. That was working a lot where we have two, two running backs in the backfield. Boston Scott broke off a couple big plays out of nowhere. And then we just kind of stopped doing that. And then we, I don't, I, I'm not really sure what we started to do because I, I know injuries happened and, and Jalen didn't play well at all, but man, I, you know, the offense sputters a lot. The defense is relied on too much. I don't know. It just seems like we're, we, we can't really, um, you know, we can't get the uh, ship flowing as, as as well as it should, I guess. I'm, I'm not really sure. It's still early in the year. We have a lot of – there's a lot of it's, – it's football. You know, there's a lot of things that happen, a lot of changes. But 
Uh, I, I don't know, man. I, I have some questions. I have some concerns for sure. I, I still think we're one of the best teams in the league, but we, we definitely need Jalen to play better. You know, I think the expectations for him are going to be sky high now, obviously, coming off that season and that Super Bowl. And he just hasn't played that well. He's, uh, I think, third in the league. Let's see if I can find this. So he's tied for second with Tua behind Stafford for big time throws, um, which is a. What does that mean? I guess. Yeah. I guess a, a pass with excellent ball location and timing is generally thrown further down the field and or into a tighter window. So I guess it's kind of – there's not an exact definition for it. But yeah. It is, but it's pretty good. Matthew Stafford's first, Tua and Jalen Hurts are second. Now there's also turnover-worthy plays, which I would guess are is described as a, pla- a pass that has a high percentage chance to be intercepted or a poor job of taking care of the ball and fumbling, which, again, very kind of uh, gray, but – he is right. He's tied for second behind Ritter and Mac Jones with Gardner Minshew with ten. That's so, not good. And, yeah, and I believe last year, last year he had a very low number. Uh, he had twelve last year, and he has already ten this year, um, and twenty three the year before. So again, man, improvements that he's been making, and then kind of just you know he's making big throws, but he's making bad throws too, which is something we don't yeah. we we never saw from him. He was always somebody his whole career in Bama. Oh, you, he took care of the ball, right? And we're not seeing that as much. So that kind of makes me a little worried. But I think he should be fine. It's, it's more about Brian Johnson yeah. than, than Jalen Hurts. Um, I, so, yeah, I'll, I'll hand it back to you. No, I, I, I can't agree more. Like, it's, that's where the concern is. A lot of the same people are here. It's not like the personnel, for the most part, has really been, you know, changed up too much. They just switched out Shane Steichen who was, it seemed like, really a mastermind, apparently, because he went to Indianapolis, and I saw his offense, how crisp it is, and I'm like, wow, like, maybe I kind of undervalued him, you know, in in a sense, because it's it's night and day now. We we really have no identity in a a given game. I don't know how we're going to move the ball. Uh, You know, some games we run it, and, and we're dominating, and like you said, that first drive, they looked great. Then they come back out, and it's just seven step drops, and he, I just couldn't understand, Ty, after Lane Johnson gets hurt. They're still running these seven-step drops. And and Driscoll's just getting smoked off the edge the entire time. I just don't – there was no, like – we. I, I thought for sure that you would see another step in Jalen's game where, you know, now he's got his boy, his offensive coordinator here, and they're going to just – they're going to link up, and it's going to be a great kind of duo slash, you know, team, and it really has not. And – we, I mean, I know you switch both coordinators. It's kind of a tough thing. Sean Desai yeah. has kind of – I feel like he's done a pretty good job. I mean, you really can't blame the Jets game on him. He hasn't been bad. No, he has not been bad. I like the blitzes that he's sending and, and mixing things up. And also, he, you know, he has a good team. He has a good defense, yeah. but he has a, not much depth. So he's, he's doing his best. Yeah, exactly. And he's got a bunch of replacement-level linebackers uh, other than maybe N'Kobe Dean right now. And this past game, he didn't have his top you know, corner – uh, you know, loses a safety here and there. I mean, Reed Blankenship gets blown up by a Mack truck known as uh, Alan Lazard in the middle of this game. Uh, it, yeah, I, I didn't even see that. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, him. he we got... Need him, we need him back ASAP. He got popped right in his chest, man. It was like it was one of those, like, blindside block sort of, sort of things. But, yeah. I mean, they need Sidney Brown. Like, they need help, dude. They, they really do. Especially, we've talked about it all year. And that secondary, they are light. They are really light. And it's going to hold them back if they don't do something about it. And what whether that be a Buda Baker like we talked about, you know, all around. He just city. came off IR. Exactly. So. 
whether that be a Justin Simmons like you named, even if it's just a corner, it's got to be something. You know, the offense I I think will be fine. I think, like you said, it is a offensive coordinator, and once if they get Lane back, thank God it was like a lateral sprain. It wasn't a high ankle that's going to really you know yeah. hinder Oof. his play. I mean, this guy played with a with a torn what like like abdominal muscle. Like it, it's got he's a psychopath. So if he can play. Yeah. He's going to play. It's the same thing with Jason Kelsey. Like if, if they have the right, the left side, which Milano was get. I, I mean, I noticed it on Sunday. He was getting kind of blown up on some of these plays. He was getting pushed right back into the lap of Jalen. So that's why I'm trying to give Jalen a little bit of grace here because he was under an insane amount of pressure on Sunday. I don't. I can't believe that that's going to happen every week. I think. Since we probably won't have another pod before this game, we should talk about this Dolphins game. I think the only way the Eagles win this game is if they just straight up bully the Miami Dolphins. And Jalen Carter gets back in there, and our D-line is able to just put an insane amount of pressure on him with four-man rushes, and that's it. If they don't, if they can't get to Tua, then we will lose this game. If they, if, if they give Tua time back there to kind of just let Tyreek Hill get open, let Jalen Waddell get open... Dump off to Moatster. Like, we're going to get cooked then. It's it's pretty simple to me because our secondary, like we just talked about, isn't that good. Offensively, I think we're going to have to run the ball, Ty. I mean, I, I know throwing the ball, we're, we're, you know, we'll have to do it at some point, but we got to get back to where, you know, our bread and butter, those RPOs, those, you know, like little read option plays where, you know, Jalen takes five or six here and there. We, we got to hit deep balls from time to time. It just seems like we're kind of running a Madden offense where we get bored and we're like, you know what, fuck it, four verticals. It's like that's not the way you run an NFL offense. That's not what Jalen's strengths are. It's just we're kind of – more than any other time since, you know, I guess last year I've kind of started to worry about the Eagles from that standpoint where the it seems like the coaching – is what's holding them back as as opposed to the the talent on the field. It's Brian Johnson has really disappointed me. Yeah. And uh and Sirianni isn't though, doing seen... much about it either. So he's supposed to be an offensive guy, so Right. That's uh, I, he doesn't get absolved either, for sure. Um I think when you have a new OC and he's, you know, has the title offensive coordinator, he gets all the blame and whatnot. But whatever. Um also have you, have you seen Derek Barnett at all this year? Because I have not. I saw him almost try to fight somebody this past Sunday. Yeah, so that, that's, that's all he does. Yeah, so, I mean that's, that's kind of. I forget what happened. Somebody took a shot at somebody, and then he was. Yeah, trying to he fight wanted to. Them. He wanted to kill somebody. And yeah, which he illegally hit them. Kind of like having Donald um, Brashear on your team. It's you know like shout yeah. out to all my <laughs> hockey fans out there. It's, <laughs> he's just a goon. Yeah, um, Hassan Reddick's also been a little disappointing, but even with um, the thumb injury, he has twenty four pressures. So. He's second on the team behind Jay, uh, Josh Sweat and a little bit ahead of Jalen Carter. So I can't be too mad at him. He's just not finishing it off. Seems like um, he's kind of come on, like you said, since he got that cast removed. It's, yeah. it's, it's kind of, he's kind of woken up a little bit. He had Did he have a sack? I think he at least had a sack, I think, this weekend. I, I remember uh, yelling he, his name, I'm pretty sure. but maybe Or maybe it was just a pressure. He, I don't. Hassan Reddick, he had three. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. I, I don't, you know. Yeah. That's, that's Jordan Davis had I, one. I, I remember yelling his name going, let's fucking go. So, 
Listen, I got blacked out after that game, and I don't really remember much of my night. So uh, thank you for the Eagles. Thank you to the Eagles for doing that. I was um, laying on the but, couch with my hood tied all the way, like across my face, basically, like wanting this TV to just. I, I was hoping that my cable box rebooted and never came back on. That's what I was really yeah. hoping for. But <laughs> yeah, so um, I just need to see more all around from everybody. And this is a huge. I mean, dude, the schedule is. It's it's not like it's going to get easier. You know, what I mean. We got the Dolphins on Sunday night. We got the Commanders on the road. I mean, listen, they almost beat us at home, so I don't think we should lose that. But fuck, man, we can't. Line, man, like it's yeah, they do. And if we have Jack Driscoll there, I mean, uh, good, good, good night. Um, then we go home, come back home against Dallas. That's that's not going to be easy, no matter what, no matter what yeah. anybody says. We get a well the Philly Godfather well Super Bowl, by the way. Uh, that's, oh, that's, he, he's gonna. I no, I I love the amount of hate. That <laughs> I can't he wait gets for that game. It. That's yeah, because he's gonna have people just tweeting him nonstop after that game. Where, or if they if the Cowboys win, yeah, he, the Cowboys win. He's gonna he's gonna be dancing yeah. on the Eagles' grave, which is he is. I enjoy it. Shout out to the Philly Godfather, to be honest, because that, yeah, that be funny, he's one honestly. of the best followers uh, followers that I have. Um. Then they get a buy. Then I'll, I will be in, in attendance for the Monday night game in KC. Then they come back home to play the Bills. And then they stay at home to play the Niners. And then they go to Dallas. And they go to Seattle. So, <laughs> I mean, that, that stretch is fucking brutal. Chiefs, Bills, Niners, back to back to back. Holy shit, man. Um, you know, so we're definitely going to have to get healthy. I don't think we have that many bad injuries, right? Nobody's really missing the season besides Avante Maddox. Um, I think also Zach McPherson, I forgot about him. He's also missing the year. We could have used him. Yeah. Um, and I think we're going to get Slay back soon. I think Lane's going to be fine. And I think, uh, Reed Blankenship should be relatively fine. Sidney Brown okay, should be so. coming back. Yeah. Should be coming back soon. So I think we're fine relatively health wise, but, um, I have some depth issues and I think we, we absolutely, there, there's no reason we should not. I mean, I think five of the six last trade deadlines, how he's made a trade in, in some capacity. So, you know he's going to be out there looking and trying to find what he can, and you know yep. not give up premier picks for it. But um, I was going to I was going to say we should go out and get Jeremy Chin and Dante Jackson from Carolina, but Jeremy Chin's on IR; he's probably going to miss a good part of the year. So there goes that. But um, yeah, we got to make a move. I think they will. The trade deadline's coming up quick, and um, our schedule is getting absolutely turning into a gauntlet. So um, I think you made a good point, dude, with that. Uh like it's exactly how I felt after the game. Like you know, yeah, it, this game happens. It, it's it is a part of the NFL. But when you look at the rest of the schedule, at the end of the year, you're gonna look back and be like, "Damn, I wish we would have fucking won that Jets game, man." Like, yeah. if we don't get home field advantage for whatever reason, or you know, this or that, it's you're, you're gonna be upset because this was a game that you had. You were up with two minutes left, and you just handed it right to them, and you lose. By putting up what fourteen points, thirteen points, like it's just yeah, yeah, it's a it's a horrible, horrible way to lose a game, and yeah, so that they're going. It's it sucks because you know obviously we outplayed them. I mean, we had a hundred and twenty, hundred hundred more yards. Um, we had what four turnovers, right? Yeah, we, we had missed four the field goal. Like everything that uh, could have gone wrong went wrong, man. It was it it's was so a funny. Rough one. A couple of weeks ago when Jake Elliott made a fucking whatever he made, a 58-yarder, I turned to my friend. I'm like, it's funny because I'll make that where it looks like it's good from 75, and then we'll line him up from 35, 37, and he'll fucking miss it. And you're like, why? How, 
How did that happen? Yeah. Why did that happen? Like he'll miss it in crucial spots too. I'm not going to hate on him because he's been so good since he came here and we had so many kicking issues before him, but man, you, you got to have those. You can not also, did we pay him like a decent amount of money? I, oh, not that it matters. He's, he's being rewarded quite handsomely for a kicker. That's what NFL, I thought. So that's what I thought. Um, like you got to make those. Those are layups. You got, if you miss from 50 or 60, I will not give you shit because wind and you know you, you it's not easy to do no but 37 man like I, you know come on you gotta make that and it just seemed like he pushed it he just as soon as he kicked it he knew right away it wasn't yeah. gonna go but it was one of those things throw the, where throw that game away yeah yeah like i think bg said it after the game like they had like or aj brown was like kind of like you know, it seems like he's kind of the emotional leader uh, of at least the offense. I don't know. Like he's, he's definitely emotional. He's definitely so emotional. So he it was kind of like everyone took blame for the game. Like, it was my fault. It was my fault. It was my fault. When honestly, it was all their faults, other than pretty yeah. much A.J. Brown. Because I, I thought A.J. Brown oh, played he was, incredible. He was – you can see pink cleats running around all over the place. And he's, like you said, always open. He's so fucking strong, dude. Like, he'll have a guy right on his back. And if you throw it out in front of him, he's going to make the play. Like, no matter what that guy does to him. He's just – he's a difference maker. So, I, I, I will never really fault that man. So, but – yeah. You know, Devontae Smith oh, dropping that wide open one across the middle. Uh, Goddard bad. serving that interception to Quinn and Williams. Swift fumbling. Quez, yeah, I mean, all of them. Swift fumbling. Yeah, Quez not even being there. Uh, where are you? <laughs> Shout out to Quez. But, uh, yeah, no, it's just uh, kind of a, a flush it game. And, unfortunately, you don't get a layup this week. But we'll, no. see, we'll see. I, we're, we're, hey, listen, if we're the Philadelphia Eagles and we're supposed to be going to the Super Bowl this year, then this should be a game that we – thrive in and we we take care yeah. of business against miami it might i mean we're the favorites so we should win the game so i think it's also miami uh served up i think a 48 burger to the to the buffalo bills not too long ago yeah uh, also on the road that that should be noted as somebody flies down central ave Shut um, and yeah it looks like when they're at home yeah because they went to new england and that game was a little sketchy when they went to the chargers that game was a little sketchy uh, at home against the bills easy at home against the paint yeah so like you know, they haven't faced anybody like us, really. I mean, also, the Jets should have beat the Chiefs. I mean, I'll just throw that out there because the referees seem to have a, yeah. a hand in that game, if you will. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, Some would say the Swifties were active that night. I'd, I am not going to say that. I am not going to uh, upset them. But some have said that the Swifties were involved in that. I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully T-Swift is there when I'm there. I will find her in the box, and I will steal her from Travis Kelsey, and he, she will be mine. So There you go. That's something to look out for on November twentieth. Trav was sitting about a hundred feet away from me the other night, drinking a Bud Light. That's kind of that that's kind of sick. So uh, yeah. Oh uh, well, you know, I mean, you got to use some uh, some common sense here. He's there because his, <laughs> his brother, his brother, not just like some guy that he's friends with. His brother and best friend is you know the heart and soul of pretty much the entire city of Philadelphia. Yeah. So I think you, you can get a pass for being his plus one. I, I think I mean know. they do they showed him on the screen and the place went nuts. He started slugging a Bud Light like it was uh like a can like a bottle of water and I was like yeah. wow all right and this play, <laughs> place came unglued. I'm like all right here we go we're gonna That's win this awesome. fucking game. But uh Ty I guess we got to talk a little bit about the Sixers. Do you uh do you have uh, any thoughts at all on them? Uh, James Harden's not showing up to practice anymore, I guess, or whatever. I, I mean, I really I don't care. Day off. Uh, right, Pat Bev knows? got tossed from a uh, preseason game the other day, which you know he was chir- chirping at Ben Simmons, <laughs> which that's always great to see. That's and, good. That's good. Uh, I honestly have not really been checking in. Thank God for the Phillies that I really don't care. But 
Do you have any? Th- I mean, I saw you tweet out like it's actually hilarious that James Harden's still a p- member of the Philadelphia 76ers, which I, I agree. It's I can't absolutely believe it. insane. I, I can't believe it. Um, every every time we, we always see a report coming out. Well, the Sixers really want Terrence Mann. Well, the Clippers really aren't going to give him up. It's like, so what are we going to do here, Daryl? Are we going to get rid of him? Or are we going to keep him? Because honestly, I, I know you can't. Like, I know you don't want to trade him for uh, a second round pick and you know Maxi Kleber, right? Some kind of shit package. You don't want to do that. But honestly, do you need to get rid of him? He's not. He's a negative for the team emotionally, and I can't even imagine when he starts playing on the court. It'll be like the sixth game of the season, and he's you know um, cherry picking in the in the back court, and we're giving up five on fours or two on ones or three on O's, and it's all his fault. Like that's going to really it, it's going to impact the team. I think if he just isn't trying or isn't trying as much, you know, like I think they really need to give him the fuck out. He doesn't want to be there. Uh, he said a bunch of shit. He said he wasn't going to show up. He was going to make everybody's life li- a living hell. That didn't happen. He showed up, uh, albeit a little late, and then he didn't show up today. But it, it seems like he's there, and he's kind of just he, he's showing up because he has to, but he really wants to. And it seems like he doesn't want to cause as much of a distraction as he wanted to cause before. So I guess that's good. But he doesn't want to be here, and I don't think they really want him here. So what are we going to do? You know, I think now now this is on Daryl Morey. He has to fucking make a move, and he has to, he has to do something. I, we're not going to get Terrence Mann. It's just not going to happen. I don't so even really want Terrence. Like I, I mean, I want. Uh, something I definitely want Terrence Mann, but I don't think um, he's that good. Like I, I mean, I, I, I'll take him. He's kind of like a nice guard to put next to Tyrese Maxey. But like, I'm not going to sit around for until December waiting for the the Clippers to give us Terrence Mann. Like I, I like if there's someone out there that we can get that's even close, I'll. I'll take it. Yeah, I, I just don't think there really is. I mean, you know, the Clippers, <laughs> are they going to give us Robert Covington back? Like, cool, nice. I didn't want him 10 years ago. I don't want him now. But so. does, like, no one else want him at all? No. No. I think maybe um, – um, fuck. I'm trying to like, think Why wouldn't team. Miami want him? Yeah, so that, that's that's who I was thinking. Maybe the Heat would, would turn to him. But then what, <laughs> what if they're like, all right, here's Duncan Robinson, Kyle Lowry, and a second-round pick. It's like, Nice. Thank you so much for two bums and a second round pick. But also, you, he, he, you need to get rid of him. You just need to do it. Um, I will say one bright spot has been Jaden Springer. So there's that. At least we have some young player that's you know not developing a peanut allergy and, and almost dying. So Shout at least we have here. that. Yeah, he looks pretty good. He looks like a stud on defense. Um, he's a great athlete. Um, and he's made, he's he's adding a lot to his offensive game. I saw him do shake something the other day. Who who was it? A big man, uh, Nick Claxton. He uh, you know he was driving and he, he made a nice little stop, quick turnaround jumper. He looked pretty good. He created a bunch of space. So at least he's been pretty good. Other than that, uh, you know, I don't know. I I, I don't really. I don't want to say I don't care, but my uh, my focus is definitely not on the Sixers. I will say that. I know the priest. The regular season starts. I think. Tomorrow? Really? So, our first game, I think, is Friday, yeah, against the Hawks. The Hawks. I thought, uh, I think don't we, we open a... up against the Bucks? Well, I, that's, uh, I guess yeah, this that's is pretty, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. This, this, I'm, I'm, I'm a big, I'm a big, I'm a big, big dummy. Um, it said preseason. It still says preseason. Okay. Oh, uh, you gotcha. Uh, <laughs> I got got. But we're starting the season soon. Next Thursday appears, right? against the Bucks. yeah. 7.30. Yeah, I was, I was very close. Very close. Um... Either way, uh, you know. I mean, really. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, who? Who? Uh, at the end of the day, like you said, who really cares? It's yeah. 
It's a team that has, to worry about. has stolen stolen the joy of my favorite sport away from me, which I love basketball. I, I played it my whole life. Love the Sixers, and they somehow have made it just on. I can't even enjoy watching a game anymore where I don't get yeah. uh, angry or upset. And then you add in all this extra nonsense with James Harden, and there's no solution in sight it's like really where where is the bright spot here it's we've talked about it before like maxi yeah. then okay so what i'm mean, we're gonna get cooked in the east all these teams are so much better than us yeah i uh oh, I just threw like, up on this microphone by the way that's why i had to <laughs> back up i understand there. why i understand why uh all we have to talk about is joel Embiid, and he's you know he it seems like he's he's losing his care being here and, and whatnot. He and seems checked it, out, man. He does seem checked out. He said, yeah, yeah James Harden, I guess he, uh, he had something to do today. I don't know. It's like, what do you mean you don't know, bro? Like, <laughs> I, Either way, I, whatever. Yeah, I, I'm not going to get Flyers too, are better. Yeah, I, I'm not going to get too worked up about it. Hey, as you said, the Flyers are kind of off to a, quite a nice start there, uh, Ty. I mean, it's it's been a while probably since the Flyers had a winning record. I, I don't know. When that was, but I know it's only three games into the season, but they are hey, two counts. and one. They uh, are. Your boy. Um, I don't uh, know any of the guys. I'll say. No. <laughs> but <laughs> I was going to say, I watched a little bit of it. Uh, Igor Zabula. I, I was. Is that a guy? Yeah, dude. Person? <laughs> oh, fuck Jesus is that, bro? Christ. Igor Zabula. Is, is he, uh, is he, does he fight? In the same organization as uh, no. some of those Russians over no, there? No, he's not. He, um, he's not it fighting looks like that Travis Konechny yeah. is off to a fucking heater. Scott yeah. Lawton said, "Hey, I heard the noise. I heard the noise. I got three points in three games." Let me look at some of these other. So they got Bobby Brinks on the roster. That's good. Yeah, I know he was a young a youngster with some um, promise, and I think he was a high pick. Um, Couturier's back to kind of. He was really. I mean, he was banged up these last. I don't think he yeah, played in he's like twenty one months. Had a, He's had a rough go at it. He's yeah. had some bad luck. Noah Cates, Joel Farabee, looks like they're on the team. They're young players. Uh, Morgan Frost as well, even though he hasn't done anything. Ryan Pelling. He was a healthy Paling. scratch last night, by the way. Oof, not good, but uh, still young. Sean Walker, not really sure who that is. Mark Stahl, brutal. That guy's like 50. Yep. Um, honestly, I, I don't know. Their team, you know, they, they don't have anybody that sticks out and you're like, oh, that's a star. Or, that's a really good player. I guess they kind of do. Couturier and... Guys um, who can be. Like, Couturier, he me. needs to get back to that. I mean, he had a nasty shootout goal Jesus. last night or a uh, penalty shot goal, which was nice to see. And, and like you said, Konechny has always been kind of one of those guys that could, you know, push through yeah. into that star sort of area, but he really hasn't – I mean, not the – he hasn't really just lived up to it. It's not really necessarily his fault. But at the end of the day, it's kind of just good to see these guys playing somewhat well. It's – I mean, it's so early on. It's not like we're saying they're going to fucking make the playoffs or anything like that. But it's just more like positive to see they're not losing six to nothing to start the season. And some of these guys, these young guys, like you said, the Farabees and the Konechnies and the Scott Lawtons and, you know, Sean Couturier. It's just good to see Sean Couturier out there and healthy. And, you know, Cam Atkinson's still just around. He's just out there. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah. Uh, it's dude. Austin Matthews has six goals already. Jesus yeah, Christ! Man. It's six goals on twenty-one shots. That's uh, it's impressive. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what though, Ty. The Flyers' the whole exciting start might be coming to a crashing, screeching halt 
as they invite the uh, Edmonton Oilers into uh, into oh, the man. Wells Fargo Center tomorrow yeah, uh, tomorrow evening. One. And they play, then one. they head to Dallas on Saturday to play the Stars. That's also, so it's, that's uh, also a tough one. Yeah. It doesn't get easy. And I don't know how I feel about the uh, jerseys. I don't know if you saw. They kind of went back to the old uh, colorways, like where the – I don't know. Yeah, I don't think the so. The white and orange sort of – you know, back in like when we were like kids, like the 2004 or five sort of jerseys with – you know, they don't, I haven't seen them wear the black ones. I don't know if, they, if that's on the – I don't think – they have that in the uh, in the queue, but listen. At the end of the day, it's the Philadelphia Flyers. It's we're still two to three ways uh, years away from our Mitchkov uh, arrival, and yeah, uh, if he ever arrives, never know. You know, Ryan Ellis is still you know five years his contract. <laughs> Holy still five shit! I forgot about him from uh, being taken off the books. He is, yeah, is he is he is he walking? Is he alive? He <laughs> is alive, but Ty, he's played four games for the Flyers, and we are now on the hook. For the rest of his contract, for the rest of his career, which this, yeah. uh, obviously he's Jesus not going Christ. to walk away from that money. So it's yeah, no. It's Even pretty, if he retires, he uh, it, it's on the hook. Yeah, There's that's nothing you get. What it's a, so crazy in hockey that you know if you pay somebody money, you're fucked forever. Like it seems like it'll never go away. Like they could die. Your a, whole team could blow up, and they're like, hey, you gotta find that money and pay him. It's like Jesus. Yeah, I guess LTIR is the only thing you can kind of circumvent the cap, but eventually. Uh, that doesn't last forever. Also, paying defensemen in their 30s, stupid, one. And two, uh, even more stupid if they're you know undersized, like I think Ryan Ellis is. So, bad move there, Philly. Yeah, I mean, they traded – I mean, they got – they traded Nolan – oh, jeez, my mic just hit the ground. Uh, grab that that's all right. There. Didn't even hear it. But, uh, yeah, that's great. Uh, Nolan Patrick, <laughs> you know, they traded him for uh, – Nolan Patrick and Philippe Myers – for uh, you know Ryan Ellis, which you know at the time you're probably like, eh, it's not a bad move, but yeah, um, that was a Chuck Fletcher move, so I'll give it no, you know. That's all right. Yeah, he's gone. Uh, I he suffered a multi-layered issue involving the complex of the whole pelvic region. So, oh my God, uh, describe the injury as possibly career-ending. That's via Wikipedia. <laughs> you know, tw- before Christ. last year. So, I mean. They basically, Ty. We've gotten no updates. In 2018, he signed a eight-year, fifty million dollar deal. Which, I mean, it's not a crazy amount of money to you know be paying uh, a defenseman. But like you said, like he's now what 31, right? 30, that 32 like now. A, that sounds like a crazy injury. Like, yeah, like and we and Ty, we've gotten no updates at all. Like it's yeah. Nothing. It's like Embiid. Is Embiid going to come back? Is he going to make his debut in Philly? You know, remember he broke his foot for uh, five years? Uh, uh, torn psoas muscle. I don't even know Oof. if that's how you actually oh. say that. <laughs> I imagine that coughing, standing, breathing probably hurts. Yeah, it's uh, psoas muscle is among the most significant muscles that overlie the vertebral column. It is a God. long, fusiform muscle on either side of the vertebrae <laughs> column and the brim of the lesser pelvis. Jesus yeah. Christ. So there you this go. This makes me kind of cringe. Little do you I'm, know. I'm not... Hey, man, the, the Hot Take Hotbox can break out into a medical podcast <laughs> at any time if you really needed to. But I don't even know how yeah. you go about tearing something like that. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like something only hockey players – like. It's, it seems like hockey players get the craziest injuries ever. I remember, I remember after 2013 when the Blackhawks beat the Bruins, shout out to the Hawks. Uh, Patrice Bergeron, they said, yeah, he's, uh, he played this entire series with a collapsed lung. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, you're like, what? <laughs> and torn rib cartilage and a broken foot. I'm like, wait a minute. 
I get like a little boo boo on my finger. I'm gonna like you know call out of work or something. So I have the same thing used to happen with the Flyers, where like Claude Giroux would be like, "Oh yeah, he had torn ligaments in his wrist," and then like I'm pretty sure the one year uh, Mike Richards had like a broken wrist he was playing with. I'm like, how? Like how, bro? Like. That uh, is insane. How is your boy Connor Bedard doing? Is it uh, has it been a joy to watch your uh, watch your boy play? He, um, it, it's it's weird because like the points aren't there yet, but like man, when you watch him play, he just he just eases into the. I guess he he does have three points in four games, um, but he he just hasn't really had any like luck. He has twenty shots and only one goal. I mean, like he's, he's fucking the post. eighteen years old, you know. Like he is a, he's gonna be eighteen for his entire rookie season, which is crazy. He looks like he's fucking twelve. Um, he's played pretty well, though. I mean, dude, anytime he gets the puck and he goes, he, like, his zone entries are beautiful. They are so, so nice. Just his stick handling, his pa- he reminds me so much of, like, a mix of McDavid and Patrick Kane. Um, more so Patrick Kane. McDavid's uh, uh, somebody you'll never see ever again. I mean, his speed and, and change of direction is crazy. But Bedard can move. He's just not that fast. Like, he doesn't have that long, that game-breaker speed. But, um we haven't been able to see his nasty wrist shot, which is supposed to be his best asset. So, um, waiting for that to show up. But also, you know, he does have the best the best teammates. He plays with Ryan Donato and Taylor Hall, so yeah, they're okay. But uh, it seems like when his line is on the ice, they outshoot and outchance the other team's top line, including Crosby, Malkin, and um, I forget who the other guy was. So uh, that's good, right? I mean, at least you're not getting dominated with him on the ice. The only problem with him is he doesn't seem to really win many faceoffs. So maybe he's going to be a winger in the future. Or maybe he's still, you know, again, 18 years old. Who the fuck knows? Like, um, so he, lo- he looks good. That's good. Cor- Kevin Korchinski, he's only 19 defenseman. He also looks good. So growing pains for sure are going to happen. But uh, we got some young players in the Flyers and Blackhawks that we can look forward to it, at least. You know, they're not at the forefront of our uh, interest. Uh, we've still got the birds and everything else, MMA, boxing, all that stuff. But it, it's good to see some young talent on a on a team that hasn't really had any for a while. Yeah. Do uh, who do the, do the Blackhawks like? Who do the Blackhawks still have these days? Like, who's the captain? Well, who? I can. I think it's Seth Jones. Like, whatever yeah, happened? Seth, did Jonathan oh, Taze walk away? We don't have a captain this year. We said we don't want one. Yeah, I don't think the uh, Flyers do either. That's probably a smart move. It's like, hey, do you want to give you know Corey Perry the captaincy for a year? I'm like, ah, oh, probably not. But. Um, yeah, Jonathan Taze, we pretty much told him, like, hey, bud, uh, so you're not coming back next year. And he's like, wait, I didn't even make my decision. And they're like, no, we're making this decision yeah, for like, you. You're done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're done, buddy. We don't want you out there anymore, you slug. No. So, um, he announced, so yeah, he's, he announced he's not gone. retiring from the NHL, but rather sitting well, out the 23-24 season <laughs> to focus on his health. Yeah, he had a weird uh, – nobody knew what the fuck happened to him last year. It was kind of very eerie and – and weird, but he's gone. He's done. He's not. I, I really don't think he's going to come back. He might make you know try to make one comeback with like a you know the Maple Leafs or some Canadian team that he used to like, and then it won't work out. I don't know. But we have Corey Perry who leads the team in points for whatever reason. Connor Bedard, Tyler Johnson, Seth Jones, Jason Dickinson, Nick Foligno, who used to play with my brother a long time ago, Andreas Athanasiu, Taylor Hall. Uh, wow. <laughs> I'm going to say some names you probably won't. Hear. Cole Gutman, have you ever heard of him? Right, no. Yeah, me either. Uh, and our goalies are Peter Mrazek, that sad sack of shit, and uh, a fellow by the name of Arvid Soderblom, who's pretty decent. He's very young. Um, yeah, we don't really, <laughs> we don't have a who's who of players in our roster yet. But hey, we're trying, you know. 
Well, I'm le- I'm re- looking here now that this guy had long COVID. Uh, Jonathan Taze that being, and he offered no timetable so. for his return, commenting, it has reached the point where I had no choice but to step back and concentrate on getting healthy. So it seems like he's got some serious shit that he's got going on. So uh, best of luck to Mr. Taze. Uh, does Patrick Kane still play for the Rangers? Is that still a thing? Or- he is a free agent. What? Yeah, he's a free agent. He, uh, I think he had, sh- I don't know if it was shoulder surgery in the offseason. He had some kind of surgery. I'm getting and, old, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean these guys yeah. that were like the fucking premier hockey players growing up are just fucking irrelevant now, apparently. So yeah, it's that. I mean, dude, if you see Alex Ovechkin this year, have you if you've seen him at all play this year, you you really haven't because he only has four shots in like three games. So <laughs> um, kind of crazy that yeah, Sidney Crosby's still a fucking monster. So at least yeah, that, that guy is yeah. never gonna. I mean, he he had like twenty five concussions before the age of twenty two, and you know he's still chugging along. So. Eventually made it back. I remember when that was the thing. Ovechkin's still playing, right? He didn't. He didn't uh, hang it up yet, right? Uh, no, he's just not. He hasn't done shit. He's yet just not good year, anymore. So. I mean, he's, he's a fucking booze bag. He has to work him way, his way back into shape. But, ladies and gentlemen, that is the hot take hot box. We could sit here and have this is the hot uh, the hockey take box, uh, hot cold box, uh, <laughs> the penalty box. Yeah, the, welcome to the penalty the box. Hot take penalty box. Yeah. <laughs> um, my name is Matt McSweeney. I am Ty Capone. And as always, listen, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you know, uh, watch out for these contracts that you sign in, in the in the world of the NHL, man, because it is. Yeah. I mean, if you're a player, sign them immediately. But if you're a, uh, uh, you know, a general manager, just just watch. You don't want your deal. Watch it. Yeah. Let's go short term. 